Hi everyone and welcome to episode 194 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, John by Casey. Now that. How's things, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Good, good. Um, well, you know, you get, you get to the end of a game like that in the Cup and you're just happy to not be there. And I really found it interesting hearing the commentary. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a draw. Forgive an old Brit for crying, but this is the most stirring display of gallantry and sportsmanship since Mountbatten gave India back to the Punjabis. <laughs> Which is a really odd one if you don't remember that episode of the Simpsons. But, uh, yeah, that, that is the was coolest, that was the coolest Todd Flanders ever was. Or was it Rod? Yeah. It was one of them. Yeah. Who wants to build character? Um, yeah, so Cardiff 2 leads to... Uh, the first half was pretty god awful. Yeah, we, <laughs> Darko Javi looked great for the first ten minutes, and then Leeds fell apart. Yeah, um, they just we just we couldn't pass the ball. There was it was just everything that is bad about us when we we're on a bad day. You know, it's not the first time that we've seen it. I'm sure it won't be the last. Um. And then there's a very simple pass in behind Pascal Strauch, who seems to leave it for someone. I'm not sure who he thinks is there. Uh, but they run through. Uh, Joe Robles makes a decent first save, but they manage to work it through. And uh, the person who put Michael Jackson songs in everyone's head all day, Jaden Philogene, scored. Um, I am guessing that seeing as we had some technical difficulties just before KC started this, I'm guessing that they have just kicked in a bit more. <laughs> he should. He will be back in about a second. There we go. I refuse to listen. Refuse to listen to you talk about Michael Jackson. Yeah. But yeah, Jaden Philogene with the first goal, and then the uh, the second one is just cut inside, clip ball over the top. Uente goes for it and misses it. But to be honest, the bigger issue is Shea Ojo's run straight from midfield into the middle of the box, and absolutely no one's gone with him. Uh, he finishes well with with both goals. You just watch that the movements are probably more accurately the lack thereof. Like obviously, there's the initial mistake of Strauch leaves leaves the ball, and I can only assume he thinks he's ten yards closer to to Robles than he is. Then gets done for pace. Sprints back in and stands almost directly behind Robles. Yeah. To, to be completely ineffective. Is it Urente then comes out to close down the next pass, which then uh then deflects inside and they took away. But it, it's typical leads. Oh shit, so there's a man free. I think at some point Darko JB also realizes he, he's just stood watching the whole thing and has a oh shit, I need to be five yards closer. Yeah. Um and then I'm not entirely sure who it was who was meant to be tracking. I assume it's either um JB or Greenwood is I, I haven't watched I haven't watched it back. I've heard people say that it was Aronson that was on him at that point. And he left him, but I don't I haven't actually gone back. And watched a good enough angle to go back and track it the whole way back. So I've no idea. To be I'm just watching the first goal now. So there is a man free with about five yards of space. <laughs> just wait, calling for a pass. 
when he gets it, JB's just realized, oh, I need to get to that. Yorente then has to sprint out of position. It deflects off him. And it's just terrible. Yeah, we were a mess in that first half. And I think the thing that said a lot about Leeds fans' state of mind at the minute is people weren't fuming and screaming. Well, I can't talk about in the ground. I mean, I know that they'll have booed him and stuff, and deservedly so. But like in the pub, this wasn't people shouting and screaming and furious. It was borderline laughter. Well, what else did we expect? Like, this is exactly what we're like now. Yes, but when, ah, see, we've been crapped before. But now we're being crapped to near bottom of the championship. Yeah. The, uh, it was, I mean, I was glad to see Strauch move into left centre back, but he didn't have his best day. And I do, I do wonder if that's just because he's been out of position all season or if it's just because it's Cardiff and he has a bit of a mental block about Cardiff. And being captain. Yeah, and he was captain. It was a bit of a weird day. Second half, in fairness. Although you couldn't say that like the the quality of build up and everything was great. Well, we were miles the better side, and by the end of it, we should we could and perhaps should have won it. But I think the main thing that made a massive difference in that half was Rodrigo. He came on about the hour mark and just his movement up front really made a difference to how we played and actually allowed us to play a little bit of football. It meant that Nonto, when he got on the ball, had a bit more room and could really go at people. Um, he gets the first goal back. We take a short corner to Sam Greenwood. Good cross, good header. Keeper gets hand on it, but can't keep it out. And this was not yes. long after uh, not long after Strauch had missed an absolute sitter from a corner as well. It has to be said, as critical as I am of us defensively, this is some of the worst marking I've ever seen from a corner because Rodrigo starts off the corner stood on the edge of the six-yard box with two defenders probably two yards ahead of him mm. and not one of them the clocks him at all. So when the when the corner actually, uh, when the cross comes in, the defender is backpedaling, doesn't get to it, and Rodrigo just has an easy head where I don't think he even has to move. Is it, Green, is it Greenwood that, that chips it in? Uh, yeah, it's Greenwood who takes the cross after the short corner. So it was almost perfectly on his head. But you just like when it was broken down, I was just looking at it going, ah, oh, it's good to see it's not just us. Yeah. Yeah, obviously he was one of three subs on the hour mark. Uh, Max Verber came on for JB, which everyone was very surprised by because no one thought his first game had been middle of midfield, but he did well. Um, and Cody Drama came on for Christensen, and Drama looked way more effective than Christensen, but in the same way that it did for Furpo on the other side. It's because they didn't have, our fullbacks didn't have to do any defending in the second half. So it was a bit easier to look good. But in the build-up to the penalty, Furpo, he plays an excellent ball into a, it was into Matteo Joseph, actually, who got a little flick on. Rodrigo shoots from a tight angle, played out to Furpo, who's continued his run, and gone into the exact right place and finishes really well. With his right foot. Yeah, great finish. Puts it in the corner, beats the defender so the defender can't get there. Unless he decides to be a goalkeeper. <laughs> Excellent one-handed save to tip it wide. If, if it was Leeds in that situation, I'd want the lead. Because it was we were in like the... There's about 10 minutes left at that point. At that yeah. point, it is worth the red card. Good defending. 
Rodrigo steps up. The one player in, in a lead shirt was actually looked confident over penalties. And I'd like to say it's it down the middle. Goes for the corner and misses the middle by about a yard. It's a dreadful penalty. It's if about it as bad. Be... It's it, other than it... other than being off target. That's about as bad a penalty as you can take. If he'd have actually hit it down the middle, would have been fine. Yeah. But no, it was about two. It was probably what two yards off center. Yeah, and at I think very, it was a very comfortable height. Yeah, it was just a shite penalty, and that was Leeds. Just and you just thought, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, we did still keep the pressure on though. Kept going, kept going, kept going, and then late, late on, um, Nonto drives down the left again. Nonto was really good in this game. Was getting kicked up in the air constantly, except for when he got booked for diving, which was a dive. Yeah. Um, put us in a cross, and you know, because it's fully what we expect from him. Wonderful little back heel flick on from Furpo that looks like it's going straight at Jack Annick, but Sonny Perkins is in the right place to tap it home. Uh, first goal in senior football. I was really pleased for him. It's a bit weird that it came after that under-21s game that we lost 1-0, where Sonny Perkins had the worst game I've ever seen him have. Yeah, I said at the time, got it out of his system. Yeah, um, and gets us a 2-2. Obviously, you don't want to be drawing this, you should just win this game, but at least we're still in it. Yeah, at, at this stage, g- given how we're playing this season, I, I know there's an argument that to, to focus on the league, but especially when you're playing teams in divisions below you, it can only do you good to, to get wins against them because even if you're putting out that team, which we did, they're still mostly senior players. Yeah, but, and in but, fairness, it sounded like it was going to be slightly more senior than it was. Because, like, Rocker was on the bench, but clearly wasn't fit because he never came on. Harrison was on the bench, but clearly wasn't fit because he never came on. And apparently he was meant to start. And uh, Jesse Marsh has said in his press conference today before the Villa game that if we stay in this cup, he is not planning on making that many changes if he can avoid it. Yeah, like, I, I, can, I, I can only think it, it, it would do as good to to win some games, even if it's against teams in the division below us, just get a win, play a... I'm not saying play everyone, but like if like for the next game, I was about to say if we play Cardiff again, when we play Cardiff again. Maybe yeah, I'm, I know I know we're pessimistic, mate, but I'm pretty sure we'll play, if we, that we'll at least make the replay. <laughs> Maybe Rodrigo and Gelhart. Uh, given the news today... Oh, God, here we go. Patrick Bamford, hopefully. Not gets Cardiff. Well, he's going to be on the bench tomorrow. I, I, I did see that, but I would also say wrap that man in cotton wool. Oh, no, he's, he needs match fitness. I'd play him and just take him off after either 45 minutes or an hour if, it, if he's fit enough to do so. Um, but, yeah, the replay is on Wednesday 18th. If we get through... We have a trip to Accrington or Boreham Wood, which just strikes fear into the heart of me just because it's us. But if you take out its Leeds and being a Leeds fan, like that me we it, we've got a home replay against Cardiff and then Accrington or Boreham Wood. That means we should be in the fifth round. 
Now, I want to make it very clear, I'm not saying we will, because I'm nowhere near that confident, but we should be. And mm. at that point, you're only, what, would you say one more round away from being able to call it a couple? Yeah. <laughs> for us. Yeah. Oh, well, for us, it already is. <laughs> <laughs> Two games in the FA Cup. I know they're in the same round, but it's still double what we normally do. Yeah. So, um, like, obviously, JB had a good start and then sort of faded a bit. I do really like JB. And as as Click has gone, if we don't sign anyone, I think we're going to have to take chances on him a lot this season. Sorry, are you are you tweeting out Darko JB sunglasses emoji? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Although now that I've seen, I mean, obviously it's an incredibly small sample size, but we'll be getting Verba getting put in midfield. I wonder if that is part of the reason why. I know that we're being linked to a couple of centre mids, but I just don't see it happening. And I wonder I'm... if the Verba thing might be another reason why they think now we can get through this. It did. I mean, it did sound like Verba would be playing left back. Um, when I think when Marsh was asked about it who would play at left back today. Without giving it away, it did sound like he was the one. Well, he said he wants to get him in, but he also specified that he, he wanted to, you know, he'd want to put him where he's most comfortable. And he, then he said, which is centre-back. And if Verba plays centre-back and Strout plays left-back, I think I'm going to be fuming. Even it, if they both play well. <laughs> I know it's a small sample size. The was part of me, and, and I said, said this on the last podcast, that I think we struggle playing a three-man midfield where there is no sort of dedicated holding midfielder. Mm. And he looked in that brief appearance, admittedly, like the one that would fit the bill most out of anyone we have as, as someone who would do a better job sitting deeper. Well, because like it, to be the destroyer type of Yeah, because it, it, it's a lot different role than it would have been under Bielsa, you know, whereas there was a lot of pressure placed on like Strauch and and Cock to to basically be Calvin Phillips when they were asked to play that role. Um, Whereas I think in this system, I think it just needs a win the ball, give it to the other centre mids. And occasionally if you you verbal smash it from 40 yards and try and hit the target. Yeah, so we might see that at some point. Um, There has been... Well, we'll start with the the ins that hasn't happened yet, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be announced tomorrow by the sounds of everything you're reading. Jorginho from Hoffenheim. Apparently it's 28 million euros going up to about 40, which is... That's a lot is, of potential. It's such a lot of money. And then you look at the other transfers in the league and think, but it isn't though, is it? It's just going right. It's it's a lot of money for us because I don't think even in our third season now I don't think we we're quite used to spending such amounts on players. You know, we're still. I think now we're becoming more accepting of the the money we spent on Rodrigo. Whereas I think there were times last year when you were looking going, "How is this man our record signing?" Yeah, it's I think with the starting goals, to age a little bit better. Yeah, with the goals he's been getting recently, you'd be like. Ah, yeah, fair enough. He's, he, he is good. Um, well, I'm not sure how many he's got. But I suppose 11, if you... 11 for the season? 
Yeah, he's got 11 this week because he's definitely got 10 in the league. But as ridiculous as it sounds, like I think that he's got, like, I'm just looking at it now. I think he's got 24 in all competitions. In 74 games? 73 games. No, eight, mm. sorry, he's all comps. 24 in 80. So just, just under one in three. And a one in three Premier League striker, that is 25 million quid. Even when they're 29. Like, it's just the way that football's gone now. So it is starting to age a bit better. I still think that there was probably ways we could have spent the money better. But still. So I just look here at this. That was literally the first goal he scored in a cup game. Yeah, that's what for me. That's, <laughs> that's a very odd. That's a very odd statistic. We never win um, it. No. <laughs> but we've played a couple of League Cup games where we've we've scored a few as well. Yeah. I have just you, assumed yeah. he might have got one in there, but Yeah, but um, under Bielsa, when Rodrigo wasn't playing in them. Yeah, true. Ollie uh, Casey was playing up front and and yeah. in defence. Based on I mean You'll have probably read slightly more since then, seeing more videos floating about. Are you excited about Lutter? Um, yeah, I'm excited about the idea of him. <laughs> no, theory. you don't love me. You don't love me. You love the idea of me. <laughs> I, there is that little bit when talking. Oh yeah, he's very versatile. And like, I tell you what, we're not lacking in it in the forward department is versatile attacking players. Yeah, I, I some don't point, know how it's, just, like, I don't know I, it's I, happened. <laughs> like, I know he's got good, like his, his closing down statistics are quite good and his chance creation statistics are good. And I do think he, he would be a good fit for if Bamford's not there, or even if he is there. But to sort of have him and Rodrigo together in a team, I think that would work better. Um, But when <laughs> someone starts talking about versatility, I'm like, Right, but we've got Nonto and Somerville and Aronson, Harrison, Dan James. Sinister, Sinister has Sinister. It? Like we've got a lot of players who can play sort of anywhere in the, the sort of front four positions. Yeah. Um there's and two then things. there's and then there's Pat Bamford, yeah. who is a striker. There's there's two things with it. One is that I find it weird if Marsh is involved with this, why is why someone who's ever had Erling Haaland seems to be avoiding the idea of an out-and-out out nine. Mm. Just seems weird to me. But the main question I was going to ask is based on it, and it, it sounds like you do, based on what you said. Do you think this could see us return to that 4 that he started with? I, I, I think that would make the most sense, because certainly, as in terms of the pressing style... It's always gonna it's always gonna have to start a little bit deeper if Rodrigo is your sole striker. Mm. He, he clearly needs a partner up there to, to press from the middle. Um and there have been times when in games when you'll see either Harrison or Aronson, whoever's playing at 10, will kind of pre- go ahead of him to make the press. But I don't ever feel that's entirely by design, and it's never been a whole 90-minute plan. No, I think the only time it was very by design was the Man City game. Where yeah, when, when, we shuff, just... when we shuffled him off to the right. <laughs> just, just go, if the ball falls to you, try and score. 
Yeah. Otherwise, just kind of watch Nathan Ake a bit. Yeah. Like, obviously, it hasn't been announced yet, so he's not available tomorrow. But, I mean, if he could be available... By... Have they still got that rule where if you're not available... Where if you're not available for the first game, you can't play in the replay. I don't know. I, d- I don't even know if that was a rule or if it was just talked about. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, like I. But like, may- not something I, re- dep- I really remember. But no. depending on what it is, maybe we'll see twenty minutes of him on on Wednesday, which would be nice. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It'll. I I think that the four two four with like Rutter and Rodrigo. You know, assuming Bamford isn't going to be fully fit for a while yet, and then, well, Nonto and one other at the minute, because uh, Somerville's out for a month with an injury picked up in the Cardiff game from getting ah, yeah. hoofed up in the air. Yeah, I mean, he he, he didn't look good when he went down, mm. um, which is a shame because again, he's he's looked lively. Him and him and Nonto have had some nice link up play together. Um. And again, after the Cardiff game, I couldn't help but thinking, like, God, get get Brendan Aronson out of this team for a few weeks. Yeah, but if it's a four two four right now and Marsh had to pick it, I think it'd be onto on the left and Aronson on the right. Yeah, uh, but we'll see. Um, there has been a couple of transfers out. Uh, one with slightly more effect on the first team than the other, although neither should have much of one. Uh, Alpha McCallum's gone on to Carlisle for the season. I'm just glad he's gone somewhere. Yeah, I'm glad he's playing first team football because. For him, to be honest, for all parties, it's a waste him playing in the under-21s. Well, and I mean, it's not like this is his first loan either, is it? I mean, he's... This be his third. Yeah, just look, I mean, he had a full season at Oldham, a full season at Markham. He didn't play every game, but he played most of them. Mm. And, like, it's easy to forget. He's got four senior international caps. Yeah. Like, he needs to be playing, so I'm just glad he's gone. Um, and hopefully, whether it's a move to Carlisle or a move to, I, I would, I still think talent-wise, it can go a bit higher than that. But just so long as he gets his move, and then one that because of the signing of uh, Max Verber, this makes all the sense of the world. Leo Hilda about an hour and a half ago got announced he's gone on loan to Rotherham for the season. Yeah, that that came out a few days ago, didn't it? That that they that it was looking like this. Um, where are they? Are they in the championship? Or are they League One? Oh, bottom end of the championship. So they're doing their normal thing. They went down, they came back up, they went down, they came back up, and now they're down at the bottom end. Yeah, I, I mean, at least he's joined the club in form, lost four out of the last five. Yeah, but once Verber came in, like Yelda's position is he would either play left centre back or left back if needed. Well, for left back now, you've got Straug, Verber, and Furpo. And for left centre back, you've got Straug, Verber, and Cooper. Yeah, and I know that there's crossover in them, but you've also for left centre back got the right the right footed centre backs can play there as well. It's unlikely that he's ever going to see more than ten minutes here and there. So did, yeah, send him out on loan. Hopefully he plays every week. I did see, I, I, and I can't say I I read the article. I can't say I, I looked too much into it. The reports that apparently Real Betis are, are interested in bringing Junior Furpo back. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was big enough that I couldn't say it was definitely bollocks, which is more than most of them. Like when uh, they tweeted out earlier today saying QSI are back in for Leeds, and everyone went, "No, they're fucking not." And then three hours later, they had to delete it because, yeah, no, they're fucking not. Um, <laughs> the the purple thing is weird 
because quite clearly he hasn't been good enough and I would be absolutely fine with him going to base. However, he is the only left back at the club, even <laughs> including the children. Like he's the only actual left back we have. I I may have in conversation with someone just uh, talking about the Cardiff game have said, I wonder if it's like Gareth Bale where it actually turns out if we put him on the left wing, he's actually really good. I mean, I because I mean, I look, is, I look at that. That is stretching it. I look at that attacking performance against well Cardiff, but oh, he looked so much better going forward than he did ever defending. Yeah, it's a weird one. He's fair. The, the, because... the fact, both for, for the penalty and for the goal, he was in between the penalty spot and the six-yard box, and but he can was you remember... the left back. If you remember, the first time we saw him for Leeds was that Blackburn friendly we went to. The first game after lockdown he, and everything. He loved and he made that, run. He made that run 15 times. It was our main talking point on the drive home was Furbo's inverted wing-back runs into the penalty box was like our main talking point on the way home. Uh, we'll see. if uh, Maybe he gets a bit of confidence and maybe he can at least become... You know, an option off the bench if you're chasing a game, because I would really, really like for I would really like for him to end up being some good. I just can't see it <laughs> in a million. No, I I think it's it's got to the point now where between his form and the injuries, it it's not working, is it? No, it's so it my idea feels like. We post him back with the receipt and hope we get something back for it. Yeah, like it's got loan with a permanent move at like six million written all over it, hasn't it? Yeah. Because that's like less than half what we paid, but you'd take it. And then they don't take up the option. That's that's basically and, what's written up. And then Helder Costa comes back. And we just need I I you know, what we'll say is as much as Furpo's been crap and not up to it and all of that stuff, if we were to let him go, we really then do again have to sign a left back. Because <laughs> the backup would have been Yelda and we've just sent him out on loan. In fact, Yelda going is one of the reasons why I don't think it's happening. I mean, I, I really think like in this transfer window, they certainly need to sign a left back for the 21s. Yeah, if there's a kid, I mean, I, I saw an annoying thing earlier. Do you remember um, one that we were very much after? Uh, he was at Hibs at the time, Josh Doig. Hmm. Like he's, uh, well, he ended up going to Verona and he's been shit hot. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's like apparently going to Inter Milan or something next, which is a bit annoying because Scotland can produce one thing and it's left backs. Uh, Who's the because the other one they had was um that went abroad was um it was Aaron Hickey, wasn't it? He yeah, he went abroad as well. I think he's more of a right back, but he can play both. Um, and now he's because now he's at Brentford, didn't he? Yeah, but he has he's mainly played left back, but I think he's he's right, I think he might be right footed though. I think he's yeah, predominantly right footed, but um, I know from the last FM I had him for a couple of years. And mostly yeah. used him at left back. Yeah, so I'm just uh, yeah, that is one thing that's under. Obviously, the striker is more important. I think a centre mid would be more would be big as well. 
but I still I still think that we need a left back. And even if that is whether it's a starting left back and Verba's gonna play inside, or whether it's just a left back for the 21s, there definitely needs to be some squad depth there. Uh, Alex Benison sending us a message saying uh, I'd sign Brandon Williams on loan from he said us because and I want to make this very clear, he is a scum bastard, and despite him being one of my friends, I hate him. Uh, How dare you talk about Dan James that way? But to be honest, if Brandon Williams is there and isn't out on loan somewhere, I would have him on loan until the end of the season. I wouldn't start him much, but it'd be there in the squad would probably be fine. It looked decent in an admittedly shit Norwich team. Uh, but will we look decent tomorrow night? Aston Villa away Friday night. Was it Friday night when we went there last season and we drew three all? No, I think that was Thursday. And I just, it I, was, I mean, I, it was it was midweek. I don't think it was Friday because I'm almost certain I had work the next day. Yeah. No, it was just one of them weird ones that I just had it in my head, but it wasn't. I had no actual knowledge on whether it was or not. No, it was a Wednesday. Um, yeah, this probably won't be as exciting game as that, but that might in a way be a good thing, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, Villa away. They've, I mean, we had a not great result in the Cup. They had a worse one. 1-0 uh, up against Stephen. City Hall. Yeah, one uh, nil up against Stevenage with like ten minutes left and lose two one is never good. Uh, they they've they have a good start under Emery, but they've sort of faded a bit. Um, obviously they got beat by Liverpool, then they won at Spurs, but the draw against Wolves is a bad result, and then losing to Stevenage. There is a little, there was a little bit of talk that they're on about getting rid of Danny Ings, and if we weren't signing Rutter. And depending on the money, I know he's I know he's another injury prone striker, but I do really like him. Yeah, um, they've, they've they've kind of gone. I think they've really struggled this this season. I think Gerard had the issue as well of really getting Ings and Watkins playing together. But I think when it's also trying to fit in, like I think they've almost had to abandon Coutinho as as a starting option. Like the, the seem to be all in on Buendia at this point. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, curse of the loan move. Yeah, well, he's kind of, he's switched to like a 4-4-2. And he has sometimes used like Leon, but he's used wingers as strikers some of the time. And some of the time you might get Ings and Watkins. Hmm. But it's been a little bit more of a 4-4-2 for him. And that doesn't really suit Coutinho at all. Whereas Buendia playing off the left... Although Coutinho can do it, Buendia just seems to be in better form. Um, obviously, they've got a world-class goalkeeper in Emi Martinez, and there's not very much you can do about that. They're signing Alex Moreno from Betis as a left-back, which is one of the reasons for the Furpole link. But they already had Dinier backed up by Augustinson. Uh, Dinier's a bit suspect defensively, though, sometimes, so you can get at him. Uh, Centre-backs will probably be Mings and Conser. Because uh, Diego Carlos is still out, isn't he? Mm. Uh, they've been playing Ashley Young as the right back. Have they got an actual right back that isn't like really old and stuff? Uh, well, it's because Matt, uh, Matty Cash has moved up to midfield again, hasn't he? Oh, it? yeah. 
Oh yeah, Matt Cash, of course. I'd, I'd actually, for some reason, I've managed to forget about him, but they've been playing him as like the right mid in the four four two, haven't they? Matthias Cash playing up under uh, Steven Gerardsky. Yeah, yeah, that, that it'll be interesting Gerard. if that happens. What an off move! Yeah, yeah. So we've, men- we've mentioned Buendia off the left. If they play two in midfield, like we've got Douglas Louise and that uh, Camera, who are both pretty good. Uh, they can play cash in there if they if they want to. Um, and Jacob Ramsey, if he's fit, he's good. John McGinn, as much as he's an arsehole, is a pretty good player. And uh, Leander Dendonka as well can play at the back or in midfield if needed. I'm just trying to find the game from last season because it's just quite funny looking at it. Well, we uh, completely fell apart, didn't we? Like in 50, oh, was it like it a, three goals in 10 minutes or something? A defensive horror show is, is what Where we saw. It, that was Jacob Ramsey just running from midfield, wasn't he? Unmarked and running 50 yards. Yeah, Luke Ayling sort of desperately trying, but not really getting particularly close to um, like Coutinho as well was was on fire for that one. Yeah, and as I said before, we've got Watkins and Ings as actual strikers. He might play both of them, but based on what he's done lately, it'll probably be one of them with Leon Bailey. I think he likes the way that he stretches the play and stuff, so... Um, we'll see what happens with that. It's it's a Villa are a weird side. I'm not sure what to make of them because I, I would say that on paper they've got a like solid squad, but not better than that. Mm. You know, twelfth in the Premier League sort of squad. But sorry, sorry, I'm just looking at these two teams, and it's very different now for both of them. Like I'm just looking because we had Dallas, Click, Cockers in midfield, Rafinha, goal scoring sensation Dan James with a brace. Yeah, what was it? He got two and Diego Juventus got the other one. Yeah, he got the equaliser. And did they have two from Ramsey and one from Coutinho? Yes, because there was just runners, runners everywhere. Yeah, and Coutinho kept just finding himself with fucking 20 yards of space, 30 yards out. I'll tell you which what, is I was never good. Subs bench. I don't know this is, you know, peak injury season for us, but it's got Tyler Roberts, Lewis Bate, Lewis, uh, Leo Hjelder, Stuart McKinstry, and Jamie Shackleton on it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Oh, we and, Noan, and Noan Kenner, who that's the game he got booked in, isn't it? No, his booking without that's playing that was at Wolves. No, it was at Wolves. Oh, yeah, you're right. When they all, when he could have booked every single sub because they all sprinted all the way across the pitch. Sorry, wrong, uh, wrong Midlands area. Yeah, um, but yeah, so they've got a decent side. Main news for us is that Bamford's in the squad. Apparently, uh, I'll believe it when I see it for what it's worth. But you would think that that's on the bench. Um, I'm just obviously there is going to be changes from the last game because the last game. We had made so many changes anyway. Hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, what what do you reckon that our lineup will be? Sort of, it's more compared to the Newcastle game, isn't it? Really, I I'm assuming it's back to Ailing at right back because he seems to be 
the favoured right back at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Cock, Cock and... Do you think it'll still be Cock and Cooper or do you think it'll be Cock and Stroud and Verber at left back? May, maybe flipping Stroud and Verber around. I think... I think he sticks with Cock and Cooper. I, given... Given how Strauch has played both at left back and at centre back since the the return, I, t- I don't know if I want to throw him back in at this point. Um, so you think it'll be Cock Cooper Verber? I think so. Yeah, yeah. like I, I think that would be the option. I know. I know. Furpo is the attacking threat in the side now. Yeah. Um, and then I think we're back to Rocker Adams. Greenwood. I, I say, do you think it'll be a flat three? It's been a very flat flat three. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I, I can't say I've thought a right lot of Sam Greenwood, but I also don't think he's a, a centre mid when it gets to this level. No, I do think that when when our chance creation is this poor, the the main thing that will keep him in is that we actually look a threat from set pieces when he's there. Hmm. And that really can make a difference. I think I mean, it'll definitely be Adams and Rocket. I'm just trying to think whether we'll, if they're playing, if they're going four four two. I do wonder if we will be tempted to actually sort of play a bit more four two fourly in this game. Just because yeah. it's two, it's two v two in middle of midfield, and this is the one time you can get away with it. And the one thing I will say that back four, well, especially in the middle. Consu and Mings. Obviously, Tyrone Mings is one of the best defenders in the world, and we love him for what he did at the end of last season. But you wouldn't say either of them are unlikely to make a mistake if you press them. Yeah. Um, so, like, that... I wonder if he might put Aronson like up with Rodrigo, and then put Harrison and Harrison and Nonto on the wings. Yeah, I mean, you, you're most likely going back to. Harrison inside forward then, but yeah, which I'm not mad keen on. No, I mean he could also just play Harrison as he might well play Harrison at a ten again. Um, you could also, and the problem is that we just I don't have any faith in him to do it, and that is just play Rodrigo and Gelhart, but I don't think he's going to do that. No, I, th- I think that would be better. I, th- I think, I think having seen that Cardiff game, he does. He, I think it suits Gelhart to have a partner up there. Yeah. Um, see, I think he he was all over the place against Cardiff trying to get on the ball. Yeah, I, th- I think it is going to end up four two three one. I think it will be Rodrigo up top, Aronson, Harrison, and Nonto. But I think one of the, one of Harrison or Aronson is going to end up borderline playing as a striker. They're going to be really pushing up to press. Do you think Greenwood drops out then? And it's I think Rocker I think Adams. I think Greenwood is the one to drop out. Yeah, but I'm I'm not I'm certainly not sure on it by any stretch. Um, yeah, that'll that'll be an interesting one. Uh, we both had us winning against Cardiff, so we didn't get anything. Uh, Gellart scoring leads to win didn't happen. I would have to check the corners actually because I feel like there was a lot of corners in did, that game. Did I say? Two, two corners for both teams in each half. Yeah. Uh, Cardiff only had two corners all game. Okay, right, cool. Then I don't need to check that. I'm so, glad that no. you knew. So, yeah, um, what do you reckon the result will be in this one? 
for for some bizarre reason, I am feeling confident. And I don't know why. So I'm going to say uh, Leeds to win 1-0. We're keeping a clean oh, no. sheet as a well. A clean sheet? Wow. Uh, I, I've only just remembered that this is what I went for against West Ham and it came in, but it is what I've written down already. I can't see us not conceding a couple, but I think we might score. I've ended up 2-2 again. Uh, I've just... I have no faith in us to be able to keep a team out. Even slightly. Even after <laughs> Newcastle. It's, uh, yeah. I, no, I, I sort of agree with you. I don't know why, but... You've just got that feeling. Yes. So here's to a shipping five. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think I'm going to be going re- relatively simple for this one. I'm just going to check what price is. Check it isn't something ridiculously short. Oh, in fact, it isn't short at all. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have none till first goal. Until one. Uh, in fact, I will probably have a look on odds checker and see if there's any bookies that have that at a bigger price because they probably will. Ooh, I say I'm going to have. I'm going to go back to to my old favourite, and I'm going to go Jack Harrison first goal scorer of fourteen to one. Yeah, that he was always your guy, wasn't he? Fourteen seems a, a touch high. Uh, for... for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I, you can, I can get eleven for Nanto, and you've got Harrison first at fourteens. Yeah. Right, cool. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, and we really need a win soon. But does this come under? Probably not as much as West Ham, like. Do you reckon that this is another in the must-not-lose category? Yeah, I mean, if if we win, it will put us on 20 points, two points behind Villa, and it would give us a better goal difference because we currently both have minus six at the moment. And you would, And we would be... Like, obviously, the, the game in hand would come back the next day. But it yeah. would have us five points above the relegation zone with everyone having played equal number of games. Mm. It would be a massive one to win, but I, I, I could live with a draw. And any away, an away point, basically, unless at the minute you're playing what Bournemouth or Southampton, and Southampton just beat Man City. You've also got on Saturday Wolves and West Ham. That's quite a big. But to be honest, I just. Having watched, from what I've seen of them, I fancy West Ham for that. Could be a very poor game, though. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's got uh, quality written all over it, but it's, you know, it's two teams that are that are not playing well. That's from. I just noticed I'm looking at the league table from last season for some reason. I was wondering why Is it because you were looking for the Leeds Villa game before? I think it was. Yeah, because it's like <laughs> well, West Ham down there. So yeah, if you you got. So again, that's another one that could do with. Ideally, you'd want a draw yeah. from our perspective. Um, so I'm just trying to see if there's any other Southampton, Everton as well. Oh, that's. I'll tell you what. Is that at Southampton? Uh, it is at Everton. I just. 
I, I wonder if Southampton have got some because they really did do well against Man City. If Southampton win that, do you think they're like Lampard? If, if you've Cause... lost to a team that have under a new manager lost four games in a row, and before that they weren't playing well, so because uh, Mashiri's come out and sort of given him his backing, but that doesn't mean anything. It'll be interesting, but hopefully, first things first. Hopefully, we can get a result tomorrow night. Uh, have we else to go through, KC, or are we good? Yeah, I think we got everything. Right, nice one. So that will do us for episode 194 of the Mike Lights podcast. And again, as always, not sure what day we'll be back. It depends on work schedules and things like that. But uh, yeah, hopefully when we do come back, we're celebrating a good result. So I've been Jack, see ya. I'm in KC, have a good one. In a bit.